Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hey, it's a big show. Craig Bowler, Jack, back with my buddy Gordon Monson. Monson, I'm driving the ship from here on out, pal. <laughs> okay, you're taking over, huh? I got three hours of takeover. I, I, they, it was in my contract, so I said, I'll take it. I'll take it. I need it. Hey, it's pal. It's like old times. It's Bowler. like old times. Austin's behind uh, the, the curtain, um, or really behind the glass. Um, Gordon, it's good to hear from you, man. And you're coming to me live from Casa de Monson, right? Is that, yes, I am. Let, look, look, I haven't talked to you, seen you for months. I've not been in this building, <laughs> Vivint Smart Home Arena, for four months. And let me tell Jazz Nation right now, it feels good. It looks good. The floor is down. I took a peek. I had to, and it just felt good. Jazz Nation, yes, one day soon, we will all come together and celebrate not only bypassing COVID-19, but also getting back to basketball. That's what my hope and dreams are. As I walked in this building, had to take the temp. By the way, you took it. You take that machine. Austin is amazing. It's all. It's very a uh, star, a uh, Star Trekky. Yeah, you kind of. It's a little like a- iPad like thing. Yeah, it's got the outline of a head, and I I like it because it actually matches my head outline exactly. <laughs> it's a perfect, being a bald guy, bald guy, yeah. round little beard. It's all easy. Drawn that's in. Right. Yeah, <laughs> some glasses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, and Gordon, I'll be honest. I think that's going to be the wave of the future, most likely in the next year, because you can just step up, and it tells you your temperature is normal, and then you walk away. Well, good. Whatever can be done to keep everybody healthy and safe. Hey, um, I know Jake asked you this a long time ago, but uh, run me through and and the listeners again before we jump into some heavy stuff. But tell me what the Casa is about. Tell me what it's like there for you. (laughs) The struggle's real, Baller. I mean, are you – I mean, I'm guessing – the temperature is at a constant 71, 72. There's has to be a mini fridge there for you. There's a microwave. <laughs> well, it's better than that. He's got like full drinking and food service that gets delivered in breaks, man. Delivered in breaks? Right, Gordon? Is there a king bed there for you to relax on during off, uh, off I, hour? Well, I, there, the, I, I mean, I do have access to that, but I'm afraid if I used it during the show, I might fall asleep, ah. especially... Especially when Jake and Austin are, you know, going off on some tangent somewhere. Do you have so like I, a little bell? Like, you know, to <laughs> ding, ding, come, get, hey, I need some service. Well, Bowler, you, you can imagine it because you've been to my home. You I know have. What, uh, so, yes, I am comfortably situated and uh, and feeling good. So, yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's great to hear from you. I haven't seen you. I, I, I see uh, Austin a couple times on a Zoom call. This guy is serious man he is masked up he's gloved up <laughs> and i feel safe as can be here in studio Good. this is studio two correct yeah you are in studio studio two. Two. so we moved down from one to two got some new equipment and it's pretty impressive here but gordo i tell you first thing i did when i walked into uh, austin gave me a bottle of disinfectant a roll of uh, uh paper towels and i just had to clean my own desk microphone so i'm ready to go 
Good. I'm glad you're feeling safe, and uh, thanks for coming in. We do appreciate it, Bowler. But before we get to uh, the happenings in sports and with the jazz and everything, I just I, I ask you this question because I think I know what the answer will be. But we were talking earlier uh, about Hill Street Blues. Do you remember oh, that series? Oh, yeah, stay was safe. Was that not stay that, safe at out the there. time? Yeah. At the time, it was fantastic. That was a big it? show. It was a big show. Uh, the big line was stay safe out there. And that was the last thing before the cops, uh, the police broke uh, to hit their, their the street, right? Uh, Hill Street Blues. And I think you're right. I listened to you in on the way in, uh, the former running back who played in the NFL for a short time, yes. Ed, Ed Marinaro, right? Mar- Marinaro. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was quite an actor. Yes, he was on I think uh, the other there was another guy – on that show who played basketball, I want to say at UCLA, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, was, was it Kareem? Bobby? I'm kidding. Bobby? Or, <laughs> or, <laughs> Lou Alcindor then, Kareem now. Uh, no. Well, no, it was I, a good I, show. I, it went for years, and it was um, it was one of the top-rated shows on television during the day. What was it, 80s? So that, yeah. that, that, that pretty much tells us where our age group is. But Yes, 81 to 87. So uh, I wonder, I wonder uh, how Frank is doing these days, Captain Frank. And uh, whatever happened to, to uh, Joyce Davenport? Uh, I believe that was Veronica Hamill, played by Veronica Hamill. Yeah, I only what, saw what? the show Gordon a couple of times. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that guy, the 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 the, the guy didn't have a lot of hair. Uh, sorry, Austin, didn't mean that. Didn't mean it. Uh-huh. But he just would say, "Hey, be careful out there." And that's when they all broke. Oh yeah, that was a big line. That was yeah, a big we, line. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right, pal. So uh, since I'm driving the ship, uh, which really feels like it's the way it should be, you know, and, and Jake's <laughs> away, uh, and Jake, we hope you're doing great, my friend, and thanks for the invite. This is good therapy, as I always tell you, on a Tuesday for me to come in. And so, listeners, this is like old times, another time, another place. Uh, the big show just happened to be, um, gosh, Gordo, 15 years or 17 years ago, 18? It was uh, – 18 when well, it started? Yeah, well, at at, at this particular station, because you and I did a show at a previous station, and uh, at this particular station, it was uh, 19 years ago. Yeah. 19. You know, there's another show I was involved in years ago called Sports Beat Sunday. Yeah. Uh, that show now, I believe, is 33 years of age. Um, a lot of bucks, I think, have been, uh, uh, have been put in someone's coffer there. And someone came up with a good idea, Bowler. Yeah, yeah. Sports beat Sunday, and then Saturday. Uh, did, uh, did did I should have uh, should have trademarked that when I was a young man. Did <laughs> a hell of a lot better off. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, where do you want to start? I mean, there's so much, well, let, and I, I mean, there was another story that bumped out. I want to get to to Boomer Esiason talking about college players purposely getting COVID right now because coaches. In schools, and again, he said, "I have to be real careful." This is—I'm just quoting him, and I'll get into it later. I think it's in the New York Post. Uh, he was on a radio station discussing herd immunity, and Gordo talking about players now saying they should get it so that, that, that once you have it, you won't get it again. And they the, don't even know that. Board. No, they don't. I know, I know. But you, you, you two, Austin, and you talked when I got out of the car, walking in to to Vivint Smart Home Arena. Incredible conversation, though, about the NBA and the focus that Adam Silver has, and the wishes of keeping this bubble basically sanitized. Right, where college and NFL football, there's been very little discussion on how they will get players onto the football field when you've had a number of 
colleges have multiple tests positive for COVID nineteen. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm not sure they know how. I mean, it, what are we two months away from from college football supposedly starting? Well, NFL, I mean, NFL. Look, Tom Brady's out tossing footballs right down in yeah. Tampa, and yeah. a lot of folks aren't happy with that because of workouts or alleged workout rules. Uh, but he's Tom Brady, right? He's 41. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, well, at least in the case of the NBA bowler, they have. It, it, it's not. It's, it's got some leaks in it, but the bubble is going to at least they'll be tested on a regular basis. It's, it'll be uniform from that standpoint, and that that brings some security, doesn't it? But the NFL, how is how is college football going to do it? They haven't even begun to to figure out how that testing will take place let me put in this in perspective and for the listeners the nba i believe is allowing 17 uh they want to expand the roster in case one or two players could be hit with COVID and have to be put in to an isolation area then retested and if they are positive then out they go of the bubble think about college football uh think about the mega programs in this country sec pac-12 big 12 uh, ACC, Gordo, when you start practice, there's 100-plus young men on the field, maybe 105, depending on walk-ons, what have you. At K-State, I think we had about 85 to 90, but the mega programs are going to have that 105, scout squads, etc. How do you expect to keep track of that many players, testing them on a daily or every other day basis and expect to make this college football season click. I don't know how, especially with, as you mentioned, Clemson with 37 and others have followed with other scattered uh, positive tests. Haven't heard much up at the U, by the way, or Brigham Young or Weber or Utah State that that much per se. But look, players are going to have to start coming in and camps are going to open and I just don't know how the schools not only will cover that many players, but afford those many tests. Because they're not even they're not even reporting it, like you said, Bowler. Utah and BYU, we have no clue what's going on there, do we? Well, that kind of comes to another question: is uh, you know you got HIPAA, the HIPAA rule in the medical field, right, where your your health is kept private or health issues, right? So some of the stuff leaks out. Some of some players, some NBA players have made it known to them to, to the public, yeah, I'm I'm COVID-19 positive. I'm not sure if that's the case for amateur athletics. How that's going to work? I really can't don't. Can't you can't you report the number though uh, without necessarily naming individual athletes? Yeah, you could say we've had five positives and you don't have to name the player. You're right. You're right, but it's all been quiet to this point. But, but I don't to, know. back to your back to your point about the testing bowler. I I there is no uniform way of doing it. If one school does it one way and another school does it another, or one conference wants its schools to do this, but it's all fractured. It's all regionalized, and it's it's not uniform. Well, it's and like I, different I, states, right? In this country, different counties, right? Right. A hot and spot. All, a yeah, hot spot. All of, it, all of it's subject to to those things as well. So. I mean, you could be in the middle of a – you could get two games into the season and then I'll have everything shut down. Uh, Austin and I were talking about the Ivy League. One of their options is to push uh, – and we heard about this early on, but this is the first I've heard of it this late in the game. And they talk about shoving that football season straight into spring. 
You know, I'm not sure how fans think. I don't have a computer up. You do, Gordo. Maybe I'm just going to ask this question, though. But for fans, listeners right now, to me, and Austin and I talked about this earlier today, was in the mind of, of fans, how programmed are we when it comes to when our sports are supposed to be played? I mean, are we into college football in April, May, June? Are we into the NBA in De- you know starting in December? Uh, most likely will be the case for this coming 2021 season, if and when it happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, are, are we programmed? Can we accept that? I mean, I don't know. I, I you know, we're we're so uh, for me, you know, I. I've grown up with football in the fall, you know, baseball being finished with, you know, in October and then getting excited about the NFL. And then we switch into around Christmas time, you know, the networks basically direct us into the NBA. And then we start baseball, you know, again in April. And then you start smelling the turf again when guys go into, you know, spring ball for football. I don't know. I don't know how, how, you know, fans will embrace what possibly could be the new norm. I, I don't know. Things have been so uh, fluid over the past number of months, Bowler. I I think it has loosened people up uh, to be able to appreciate what they can get whenever they can get it. And uh, I I hear what you're saying, but uh, if, if, if this football season were not to happen in the fall, I'd be hungry for it in the spring. I, I would have no problem with uh, with waiting that long. If it, I'd rather have it then than not have it at all, as long as it can be done safely. Well, how do you make room for it on television networks who've paid multiple millions into billion dollars for rights fees? I think that's another issue to be discussed down the Is road. Is that tied to seasons, Bowler? Would that be? Would it be? Would would college football be as valuable in the spring as it is in the fall? No, I don't think it would be, Gordo. I mean, I just don't. My gut says no. Why? Because you start now to have springtime and the doors open up and people are outside. Football thrives because people are indoors or in bars. May they not be tuned in, as they always told us at CBS and Fox. They're not listening to you guys. Hell, they just want to see the picture. <laughs> You know, and in some regards, you know, it's true. I mean, especially in settings like that, which are not happening right now. But, you know, Gordo, once you open the doors, I think people would rather be outside. That's why baseball, you know, you get thirty nine to forty five thousand in the stadiums and, you know, the World Series in October draw big numbers because, again, people have started to to go back inside because the weather dictates that. I don't know. I'm not sure if I could in April, May, and June, you know, sit sit there and watch, you know, on a Saturday afternoon when you want, you may be boating. Uh, it, it's going to be intriguing to see how it works. And again, maybe it is the new norm, and people will have to adjust. If they love their sport, they're going to find it. If they don't, they may find themselves that they can do without. Well, certainly the bubble in Orlando is happening at a time of year when we're not used to paying much attention to basketball. And uh, you know, I I I I think most sports fans that I talk to are hoping that it can be pulled off. And even though the games are going to start uh, on July 30th, I mean that's not a time when I'm typically thinking about watching basketball games. No, we've and, already we've already finished at that time. Uh, do you yeah. believe it, man? We're almost in ju- to July tomorrow. We probably would be in day one or two of the Jazz Summer League right yeah. now. Yeah, that's right. How about that? And, 
and I'll take it. I mean, I, I, as long as I want them to be able to do I know how you feel about a bowler. You've been hungry for basketball for a long time. And, uh, and, and maybe you have, do you have any information for us about uh, what's going on with your role yet? Is that, uh, is that uh, to be made public? No, it you... can. It can be made public. Um, I think people know it's uh, been discussed, Twitter, what have you. I think uh, you know, a couple of the newspaper people have written about it. But, yeah, we're going to broadcast. And we're going to broadcast from this arena. And it's going to be challenging. And it's going to be off the, the Megatron, the Jumbotron, the big screen, whatever you want to call it. And for me and Locke and for Thurl, uh, Matt, most likely, I'm not sure. We'll talk to him at 4 o'clock, Matt Harpering. Uh, if he's, he's got, you know, five children in Atlanta and traveling is not the, you know, the most, let's just say it's risky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to try to implement you know, Matt into the broadcast somehow, some way from his home. And, but I think fans are going to have to hang with us because this is something that has never been done. And it's going to be a lot of ingenuity. It's going to be a lot of uh, smart people uh, bringing the, the, the games to you, but in a totally different way. And I think everyone's going to have to be patient on how this works because I'll be honest with you, Gordo, I don't know how it's going to work. I'm excited to be there and call in the game, but how do the emotions of the moment play out? That's up to me. And and Thurl and Matt and Kristen Kinney, sidelines. And she has no sideline to cover, right? But hopefully she has you know players that she can interact with through Zoom, which has become one of the most popular apps of all time to stay in contact with people right through this through this whole uh, pandemic. So it's going to be a different style of broadcast that no one's really ever seen before. I'm anxious to see it, and it's going to be in a work in progress. But the bottom line to it is I hope fans realize that it's basketball, it's going to be on the air, and you're going to be able to see the Jazz play in Orlando in one of the most unique situations ever in the world of sport. And I have to applaud Adam Silver and his staff to even put this together. It's a, it's a monumental task, and if he pulls it off, it's going to be one of the biggest uh, – I mean, I'll give him a medal and more if he can pull this off. And, and if the players, Gordon, actually can stay healthy through what could be 70 days of near quarantine in the bubble. If you finish, the last two teams standing will have to go nearly 70 days yeah. of, of the bubble, of the quarantine. That is a monumental task. And I guess it kind of will take us into our next segment about the mental preparation you have to have i mean i'm anxious to talk to matt top of the hour about you know the mental preparation that all players go through you saw that in the last dance with michael jordan right that guy was built differently just like lebron and you and you just wonder how this is going to impact that many men young men by the way uh through the course of this uh, of this experiment down in orlando no fans available to pump up the players. I, I don't know. When you're calling a game bowler, does the crowd uh, pump you up? And what will that be like calling a game without that crowd noise? Yeah, I'm going to tell you about what I think about that when we come back, okay? All right. How about that for a segue? And, nice. and then we're going to do mental uh, preparation. We'll talk to Harpreen, uh Riley Jensen, sports psychologist um, extraordinaire. He's going to give us his thoughts, too, at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, it's great to be here, Gordo. I wish I could see you. I see Austin. Uh, he's garbed up. So am I. And uh, you're, But you're relaxing, you know, smoking a cigar, uh, feet up, 
Uh, got an ice machine over there with a cold beverage and a king bed. Just take a break and relax, and I'll we'll be back right here on the Big Show, twelve eighty, the Zone. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Indiana Pacers' Kevin Pritchard says the Pacers have a player that is still undecided about returning to the team. They did not divulge which player, but a scenario that a lot of uh, teams I'm sure are experiencing right about now. Adam Silver said on a talk show that uh, he admitted rather on a talk show, the NBA could experience yet another shutdown. Nothing is quote unquote full steam ahead, as he said to the talk show, uh, and that uh, the bubble situation in Orlando is just that, as long as the rules are adhered to. And Orlando Magic coach uh, Clifford, what's a Clifford? I just forgot the guy's name. Uh, Steve Clifford, I should say, says that the uh, NBA restart should be viewed as a separate season, and that is what he is advising his team to view it as as well. Zions Bank is your sponsor for the back-to-basketball update for a business that's all about you. Zions Bank. Give them a call. Back to the big show, Craig Bowlerjack filling in for Jake today. Gordo is here with us at Casa del Monson. Don't forget the July 4th weekend straight ahead, and we're going to be busy on the road, and ARUP wants to be ahead of the game. Hans and Scotty will be at RUP, ARUP and Sandy on Thursday broadcasting live from 10 to 2, and they're open from 10 to 7. We'd love to see you. Visit utahblood.org for all the details. Yes, summertime, people on the roads, and uh, the blood banks need your help. So if you can, over that 4th of July weekend, stop by at ARUP and Sandy, uh, Hans and Scotty there, coming up Thursday from 10 to 2. Gordo, um, you asked the question about what's it going to be like in this arena come July 30th when we call that first game against New Orleans. And I, I tell you, I, I feel some pressure uh, on my shoulders to make sure the entertainment value is big in the sense of energy. And I'm not going to lie. You asked me what it's like you know, to broadcast uh, with fans, and it's everything because it, it, it dictates the pace, your energy level, the volume of your voice. Uh, look, I've called games with a hundred thousand in the stands at, uh, you know, at the Big House and at the Rose Bowl, and it just takes care of all those little areas where you back out and pause. I don't know how this is going to sound when a big play happens. Let's say Donovan jumps from the free throw line and hammers home over a Zion. Okay, well, I'm going to have that excitement because it's going to be a beautiful play. But then when you have that moment where you just kind of let the crowd fill the gap for a couple of seconds, which is the way it should be. I'm not sure how that's going to sound on the air, right? So I, you know, I don't know if it's a continuous call. I want some, I want, some, I want, I want fans to be able to take a breath, right? But at the same time, silence usually is not golden when it comes to uh, broadcasting any type of athletic event. It's it's going a lot of the things that Austin and I started the show talking about Bowler and I want to get into some of that stuff with you 
about uh, things that apply to the players themselves will probably apply to you, too, as you're trying to present this uh, and, and stay focused and uh, have, have the mentality of, of, of staying in the present and, and, and presenting this to your audience in a manner that uh, is a sporting event. So you're going to have to dial in in a way maybe that you that surpasses what you've done in the past. Thanks. No, 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 I'm not kidding. You're right. You're spot on. Uh, because I think, if, again, the fan expects a certain level of professionalism, entertainment, fun, all the above. And I want people to sit back and relax because, you know what, to me, uh, sports is an escape still. And we've missed that for four months. And that also includes baseball, which should be in full swing right now. Uh, we should be excited about uh, NFL camps opening soon, uh, if not already, and college football, the same thing. So I feel I feel that need uh, to bring that much-needed vibe into homes, into people's hearts and souls, man. I, you know, you read all sorts of things about the mental strife that seriously has hit most of us wading through this through this period of if some people call it hell and gordon it's it's not fake i mean i know people who've struggled and there's days i get up and just stare out the wall the rainy day on yes on sunday it's like man i I almost felt like i wasted the whole day uh because again there was no preparation needed no vacation going on you realize the serious seriousness of the situation but you know for me i want to bring some some laughs some some cheers you know, into the into people's homes when they're tuning in, and it starts, you know, in a month's time on Ju- on July thirtieth. So, it, it's it's going to be, I think, a work in progress, and I hope fans will realize that as we kind of feel this way, you know, feel this thing through together. Uh, and I think the I think the the players will too, Gordon. And this yeah, is something that's never happened, and they uh, they're going to hear the coaches maybe more than ever. There may be some piped in crowd noise, but it's still not going to be the same. I think the players who are susceptible to stress will feel even more stress. Mm. Players are like you. They're like the fans. They have a lot on their minds right now. And in their case, they're away from home. They're away from their normal support. They're worried about the virus. They're worried about social issues. And then there's the basketball on top of that. And we talked about no fans to pump them up. How are they going to react to all this? How are they going to dial in? Can they keep that focus the way they normally do? Every team, I believe, should have a mental health expert in their party. Uh, this is important. Uh, and, and maybe it's important for all of us. The mental side of our lives is significant. It's a it's it's not it's not a matter of routine or superstition like you were saying. It's a matter of being mentally prepared to accomplish the task at hand. And there's a lot that's a lot of balls in the air right now. Yeah. A lot of juggling going on. And I wonder which of the players is going to thrive in that environment. Well, you're, you're, the conversation is intriguing because to me, you automatically think. LeBron is going to be the most mentally tough player there. And you know what? I don't know. I mean, he's he's a champion. Uh, he's jumped from Cleveland to Miami, you know, back to Cleveland now with the Lakers, and he wants to prove something again at the age of 35. Ant, uh, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo wants to win a title. Uh, Kawhi, reigning champ from Toronto now with the L.A. Clippers. Those three guys come to mind, right? 
But at the same time, Gordo, I still think we're going to see, as you said, in a situation that is not routine, that it could make or break some players. And I think that's just the human nature of all this. We, we put athletes at a higher level a lot of times because they're put on the big stage in big moments. But I, I really wonder what a quarantine situation will be like in the bubble uh, that most will have to survive upwards to 40 to 45 days through the playoffs and then worry about home, worry about kids, worry about loved ones because they are still human. Don't get me wrong. And I know the money is astronomical for some, not for others. But others need to be there too, Gordon, for the reason that they want to keep their career alive and that, as Jerry Sloan always said, 29 other teams you're always auditioning for. And so a lot of balls in the air and a lot of different emotions, I think, too. And some are going to weigh heavier on others during the whole course of this of this experiment, man. I mean, that's my take. Which of the Jazz players, and this is like picking between your children, Bowler, but who, who among the Jazz players, based on your experience with them and your observation of the way they react in pressure situations, is best suited to handle all this? Quinn Snyder. Not a player, but that's the guy that's going to lead them. And I say that because I witnessed it 16 weeks ago tomorrow in Oklahoma City that Quinn Snyder, when basically we're hearing nothing from anyone, led the way in that arena when COVID-19 shut down the NBA. We were in quarantine in separate rooms. The players are on one side. Our broadcast team was on another. And Quinn Snyder walked in a few hours later because he had other issues to take care of. But you know what? He let us know that we were part of the group, that we weren't going anywhere, and that we're going to get through through this together. What I heard him last week on a, on a Zoom call about Black Lives Matter and the fact that he as a coach is on the committee to make sure that diversity is heard and that things are going to get done, I find that he's also respected in a lot of different ways in leadership uh, I really gain more respect for Quinn Snyder and just who he is, where he's been too, Gordon. His life has been no cupcake, right? We all know that, the story from Missouri and his restart of his career over in Russia and having to make his way back to the NBA and now as a head coach uh, with the Utah Jazz. But I think that the leadership at the top of that of that team is the most important part. And then it trickles down to obviously uh, – you know, Gobert and Donovan, because they've lived it too. They both have been COVID positive. And I would think that they would be more prepared for this than most around the NBA. There's other, there's other COVID positive, but these guys were the first two on the block. And I would just think making the trip into quarantine, into the bubble, they're more mentally prepared than most to sustain that type of mental attitude you have to have. You agree? So, yeah, uh, well, based on what you just said, yeah, they have they have stared at the monster and stared it down. Now can they pivot and and lead their team to uh to victory without Boyan Bogdanovich? That this is really what it's going to require. If we 
there's the off the court stuff and then there's the on the court stuff but like the sound and maybe Austin should play that at some point that sound you played from Quinn Snyder earlier the opportunity that the team has to sort of dovetail all this stuff together including the social issues and 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 it's a great opportunity for them to to get their points across about what's important to them, but also show everybody what they are capable of as competitors. And, and, and Gordon, that, I'm go ahead. Gordon, this is kind of the, the one story that stays kind of like, you know, in the closet, but I think the door is going to be opened on it in Orlando. And we're going to see for the first time in four months, those two on the floor together. Mm-hmm. And you have to, and that, that question of, are they okay? And can they, come together and lead as one will be really one of the most interesting stories of the first game that I see against uh, against the Pelicans because that that is still unknown. You know, you can talk about we're on the court, we're practicing, but until you see how those two actually are going to work together uh, and how mentally tough because, as you said, they both stared at the beast and they're both back. And I just and wonder – they're the Jazz's best players, Bowler. They have to be the ones to step yeah. up and show this. Uh, if, if, they, if they don't do it, it won't be enough. Uh, because, I mean, Royce O'Neal is a nice player, but he, he can't lead the team. He, he can't be the one that steps up and says, fellas, follow me. It's got to be one of those two. And Quinn can, can do. We know what he's capable of, but the, the guys who are actually out on the floor are going to have to put it into action for everyone to see. And whether they're mature enough to do that, I guess that's uh, our adventure to find out. Yeah, I'll talk more about it with you, Gordon. I think uh, Joe Ingles may surprisingly play a big role here too. Maybe not surprisingly, but as a starter now where he's more comfortable. But you talk about mental toughness. He's gone through his own challenges with his son and autism and i i think when you have personal problems uh and challenges that you have to work through with your spouse uh, i applaud him as well for the way that he's handled it and the fact that he's going to be with this team uh for him i wouldn't think there's anything tougher than worry about a about a son or a daughter and the way that he's been hand, how he's handled this and led uh, a lot of people through this valley and beyond about children and, and, and you know, young people with autism. So we'll talk more about it uh, when we come back. The Jazz uh, just about a week away from jumping on a plane down to Orlando, and it all starts up. We'll talk more about it. Uh, Bowler Jack, uh, Monson, sounds good, feels good. The old days are back for about another hour and a half, two hours, here on 1280 The Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to the big show. Craig Buller, Jack. I'm filling in today for Jake Scott. Jake, for uh, thanks for letting me just hang out in your seat today. Gordo hanging back out at his uh, little de Casa Monson. Uh, it's great to have everybody alongside. Matt Harpring is going to join us at the top of the hour. But right now it's time for a Mountain America uh, credit update with Ray 
Nishikawa. Ray, welcome to the big show, and give us some good news on the market today, please. Well, thanks, Craig. By the way, huge fan. It's good to good to talk to you. Hi, it was great talking to you. Um, all right. Well, some good news. Uh, the markets, uh, the Dow was up 217, the S&P was up 47, and the NASDAQ was up 184. And today also ended the second quarter, and this happened to be the best second quarter uh, for the S&P since it was created in 1957. So there's some good news for you. Wow, that is good news. Uh, any uh, advice for our listeners today, Ray? Uh, advice. So this is going to be my final broadcast with you guys. So it's been a ton of fun, two and a half months. So I thought uh, I'd maybe introduce a seed, an idea that, you know, that you and uh, Bowler and then even Jake can kind of talk off air. So the conclusion I've come to doing this job for about 20 years is finance is boring. Uh, in <laughs> fact, uh, my superpower, you'll like this, is, and I just discovered this a couple months ago, is I have the ability, literally within one minute, to put my wife to sleep. Like one of those YouTube videos where the, the kitten just slowly closes its eyes and topples over. That's my wife. Okay. And I start talking about estate law, finance, uh, capital gains, things like that. So the idea I have, and I know someone could make a ton of money off of this if they publish a book, is looking at something like fantasy football. I don't play fantasy football and I also don't play Dungeons and Dragons. Now, those two groups of people you would probably assume are the furthest apart uh, in this world. Would you guys agree? Yes. So, from my viewpoint, people that play D&D and the people that play fantasy football are the same. They're both a bunch of geeks. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. So, my thinking was, what if you took finance and you applied it to the sense of like a finance fantasy football style program where you have one quarter, 90 days, and you track your stats, but instead of just saying income, expenses, savings, expenses, change the words around. So I just have four quick ones, and my hope is you guys can kind of add to this, and maybe your listeners can kind of go back and say, hey, maybe I can do this with myself. So the, the few that I came up with was, you know, income minus expenses is your net yards gained. Um, if you have any overtime, that's yards after contact or yards after catch. Um, planned expenses is a punt, and unplanned expenses is a turnover. So something like that where you can change the association from just basic numbers to something that you can associate with and making a game out of it, I think could be successful for a lot of people. Ray, I like so you it. Think, you, think, you think your wife would find you less boring if you did this? No, this goes beyond boring, Gordon. It's, <laughs> boring is rolling your eyes and maybe a yawn. I mean, this is a superpower. She literally fell asleep before my eyes. It was amazing. One minute. <laughs> One minute, Ray. Yes. So what you're telling me, too, you don't want to fumble, right? Yeah, and so that's the thing where this is one of the most common things I always hear, and cut me off if I'm going long, but it, you hear this a lot when you talk about budgeting. And it's, oh, you know, I had this coming up. Oh, I had... You know, I was on a good pace, but then this happened. My furnace broke, yada, yada, yada. If you tie that in with a the turnover, then you now suddenly associate those things with a bad thing. And I think that's where the importance of this game is, is you have to associate positives with really good things, tangible things, and then bad things with something like something that's unplanned. Good advice. Right. Hey, Ray, 
Thank you so much, uh, Ray, from Mountain America Credit Union with a little stock tip and a little football knowledge on how to handle things, Gordo. I, I kind of like it. I don't want to fumble, right, pal? I don't want to no, fumble. No turnovers. No turnovers. No turnovers. That's right. Right. Thanks so the much. Investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed, and loss of principal is possible. Finances. I got to be honest, they scare me, but I try. I think that's all you can do. It's like riding, you know, you got to ride like a, one of those bulls out of the out of the cage. You just kind of ride along with it and try to hang on most of the time. Yeah, well, hopefully you can ride a bull <laughs> instead of a bear. You don't want a bear market, that's no. for sure. No, no. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Gordo, when Matt comes up uh, here, he's from Atlanta, five kids. I wanted to ask him really, too, about the mental preparation he'd go through. And, you know, yeah. we knew him as a tough guy, right? And on the broadcast, he still comes across that way. You know, he's, he's got his thoughts and his approach to, to the game and how it should be played. I'm really going to be intrigued in how Matt, if we put him in the, the bubble, would react uh, for upwards of 40 to 70 days in what is the Orlando experiment. Yeah, that's, uh, he, he is a tough guy, and I think it would be challenging even for him. How would you handle it? It would be it would be difficult, uh, you know. I know Matt's a family man. Being away from family for a couple of months, or whatever it would be, uh, that uh, that that may not concern some NBA players. But uh, for those who have a support system in place, to be taken away from that for that period of time and be expected to perform at your highest level on the floor. Uh, I don't know. That's that's it gets back to what we talked about in the last segment. Yeah, all eyes will be on Orlando, not only for basketball, Gordon, but to see if this this Adam Silver and company uh model can can work and maybe it can work in other avenues as well, right? I mean, it's it's I think the biggest part of it is the mental part for players to be away. I know families are supposed to be able to join them if they make it into the uh, second round of the playoffs, and that could alleviate some of that stress. I've been away twice, 31 days, uh, the Atlanta Olympics, and 32 days for the Littlehammer Olympics. I, I mean, you've traveled and, and you've bumped around to different sporting events. Have you been gone for an extended amount of time, Gordo? Not like, not like that. Uh, I was nuts. I was nuts three weeks in, honestly. And Lillehammer, especially Mm -hmm. when I saw the sun for four hours a day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And And you weren't and you weren't dealing with COVID-19. You had some elements to deal with and whatnot. But uh, when we talked about that before Bowler and we were listing all the different challenges, it's a lot. It's a lot. I, I, I know there are people out there, say, who are in the military who go away for six months or a year Great at a time. Point. Great point. And, and, and they do. But that's uh, that's for national security. This is this is for uh, a lot of money and uh, and for basketball. Uh, but uh, it, and they're not used to it. They're just not used to it. Well, you made me think, too. I mean, uh, think about a deployment for six months or a year and you're worried about your own life, but also worrying about what's happening back home. 
you know it's yeah everybody handles things differently you know some are prepared by the way better than others as well hey we'll take a quick break we'll come back matt harpering former jazz man analyst with me on uh, the at&t sports nets broadcast so he'll talk to us from atlanta about uh, what he would do to prepare uh, for a long stay in orlando that's coming up next uh, bowler and monson together just for today uh jake's out but we'll be back the big show rolls on on 1280 the zone